Well, they blew up all the chickens in Bonanza last night. Now they burned down the jobs board, too. Down at the showdown, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them merchant boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from CBS. And Jonathan Karsh can't get no relief. Gonna be a rumble by the microwave. And the town council's hanging on by the skin of their teeth. Well, now everyone cries, baby, that's a fact. But everyone that cries chugs their root beer back. Put your gold star on, put your bandana pretty. And meet me at Kid Nation in Bonanza City. Welcome back to Kid Nation, comrade. Nation of the nation of the Kid Nation. Viva la revolution. Viva la revolution. Communism rocks because we get inhalers for 10 cents and we know how to read. Yay. Yay. What's your favorite political revolution? Don't make me look stupid on this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, say the American Revolution. Um, I don't know. That actually sounds kind of boring, honestly. Favorite revolution? I mean, I like the whole french revolution the let them eat cake guillotine guillotine moment yeah no, i mean it's pretty like aesthetically fun and also like those people were dirt poor when that was going down and like marie antoinette was truly lavishly living i know i'm like really not breaking news here but finally someone took down marie antoinette what other revolutions were there <laughs> well you got the we got the cuban revolution of the late 50s okay that one came to mind for i was like i'm seeing cuba but even before that there was a couple cuban revolutions um there was an interesting slave rebellion in cuba in the like late 19th century that was like actually slave owners and the slaves themselves kind of revolting against Spain. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to get into that on my podcast, Cuba Nation Nation. Mm, See, I like the disco revolution. Well, you know what? Disco just ruled the land. Disco sucks. No. No, I'm just kidding. Stop it. I know. (laughs) Disco is not dead. The disco demolition was bad. I've I've I go back and forth if it was truly bad. I get I get the viewpoints of it being like, you know, you're you're burning and destroying the records of artists that are predominantly of color and queer and all of that. So that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah, but I But I, I also I, think those people are too dumb to even can correlate that. Yeah, that that take is a little too hot for me because I don't think like the White Sox fans in the late 70s were aware of like the black queer influence and of house music and the well, creation of it. <laughs> I think they just hated like Donna Summers blasting well, on the it radio. It wasn't the White Sox fans. It was just straight up the people that listened to, um, I think it was Steve Dahl. And I'm pretty sure he had like a radio show on like either the loop or one of the like rock channels. And he was like, yo, mm. at Comiskey this night, all us rockers yeah. are going to get together and blow up. Hey, fool, are you a rocker? I mean, honestly, if there was like an EDM demolition, I probably would go like, just yeah, I'm, I'm freaking tired of Skrillex and uh, <laughs> Martin Garrix. I mean, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I think we need to end, like allow more love in rather than this was just like when it was fun to. Sh- this is when you could shit on people and it wasn't like cyberbullying. Yeah, this was back when genres, musical genres, actually made like a difference in dividing music, uh-huh. and so people were, you know, they they viewed it culturally as like a badge. Like I'm a rocker. I just re saw I'm that a disco that beautiful boy. clip of Amy Sedaris 
from Broad City where she's in the neck brace and she's like, I was cyber bullied within an inch of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that a lot because they didn't have that then. They're just like, I'm going to, the thing you like, I don't find precious and I will destroy it. But I guess we've become more evolved-ish now. But not as evolved as these kids because there's some growth in this episode. Yeah, the reason why we had all that exciting revolution talk up at the top is because this is episode five entitled Viva, Viva la, la Revolución. Spelled like in Spanish. Also exclamated, but not exclamated the opposite way. <laughs> yes. I, well, the, the, the funny thing about this episode is that even though it's called Viva la Revolución, there is no like revolution. Instead, it's just it's just like it, 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 it's you know, kid kid nation is taking after the United States. So it's like a constitutional republic. Well, it's, I guess they did kind of start in somewhat of an oligarchy. Like it was just kind of like destined. Like they were just like you have these <laughs> leaders. Like they didn't vote on the leaders at all. They were just plopped in. No, but 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 it is it is very much a, a representative democracy because all the kids vote, you know, after following the showdowns on what they want and like the leaders will kind of like make the choice. Like they But the leader what I'm saying is like though the leaders initially were just imposed. Yes. They weren't like, they never voted on who the leaders oh, would yeah, be. Oh, yeah, that is right. That's so that's why, weird. yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, it wasn't really. A, like, they did dem- democratic things after they got the leaders, but I think th- the way the leaders were, they should have just voted for the leaders from the first episode. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Well, we, they didn't, didn't really the know their, their people. Yeah, but. Um, and I guess it's more dramatic to like kind of just stick in some randoms and see what happens and also i bet you casting probably picked those four for a reason yeah i mean as we'll see in this episode the we, we've been kind of hating on the town council for the last a couple apps yeah basically the entire run of the show um also up top of this episode i don't know why jonathan karsh calls anjay anjay but it was really startling yeah it, I, it made me kind of it, it was like am i having a mandela effect right now because i was like his name is pronounced anjay right yeah and he like the whole show and he like severely pronounces like anjay come here and blah and it was like why is he doing this like he's known them for like 14 days by now and and it's it's just it's worse on top of an already bad episode for Anjay because he oh, is just God, bullied this is a relentlessly. Tough. If you're an Anjay stan, be warned. It's a real, yeah, it's poor, a real tough. Poor year. Anjay. I, I felt I really, really sad. Oh yeah, no, he's a sweet little kid. But and like, well, we'll get into it. Um, so we start off with the yellow team doing what they do best, having a slumber party at one p.m., not doing shit. Yeah. All the girls got all, gossiping about all the dusts that they saw that day. All the mean girls are in their sleeping bag cuddled up ain't doing shit Zach over here again showing his tenacity his can do attitude is trying to wake them up to make breakfast and they're just like nah we're not making breakfast it's not even they don't even say like oh it's cold like they used to they used to have excuses now they're just like no I'm not doing it they're just mean girls and it's it's, I know it makes me it makes me kind of cringe and like and when they're so mean up. to Zach and he's just like, you got, I mean, I don't know what I would be. I, get, I think I was pretty influenced by friends as a kid. So I see both sides. I see how like you could be with your friends kind of fucking off and be like, whatever. But then I also like relate hard to Zach. That's like, we came here to do the experiment. So why aren't you guys just like getting up and being pioneers? And it's like, yeah, it's just like frustrating. And I'm like, just really mad at him. I'm really mad at the yellow team. Yeah, we, we, we see the two contrasts in the leaders leader styles because zach is like making making his voice heard even though he's not the town council leader no meanwhile anjay is trying to whip Oof. up his team it's and rough over being... it's rough over in blue team land um, they i don't i want to know what happened because like something switched where anjay is like 
number one America's most wanted hated boy in the camp. Um, Olivia, who was really showing some snarky tude last episode when she became a Christian zealot hardcore, is really like scary to Andre in this episode. I, I'm yeah. In in the last episode, she became a religious zealot, and in this one, she, she she becomes very like mean girl conservative. Well, like she Tommy proto Tommy Lauren almost. In the early episode where Greg is swearing a bunch, it was mentioned that Olivia and Mallory are very Christian, but it was never like it was just like oh they're Christian. It wasn't like a defining like characteristic of them. It's like they just so happen to be Christian. And then, yeah, then the religious episode, she got really like, we're gonna fight. And it was like, what? And then in this one, she's just like, she's doing this weird dead eye to Anjay. She's just mocking him. She's basically telling him nobody likes him. It's yeah. really hard to watch. It's like makes you, even if Anjay maybe did something shitty, you're still like, this is hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, if you're a cameraman, I mean, there's two, like, in the previous episodes, you had to stand pat and watch these kids almost get sucked up by a tornado mm-hmm. or like run over by a bull. And now you got to sit back and watch like someone, uh, someone just be mean to a nice, sweet little boy. It's, it's, ugh. And I hate to be the person that says it, but somebody has to. It's like, maybe she likes him. Like, maybe it's having to cry. Like, I know, <laughs> I, know. I know that's like, I didn't get that vibe. I know we're not supposed to say that because it's like, no, men shouldn't. Well, I guess that's like the reverse psychology. I don't know. Like, I think sometimes you are a little bit mean when you're a kid to like oh, someone yeah. that you maybe actually really like. Yeah, kids do that all the time. But also, I don't know if parents just made that up to make you feel better <laughs> that like someone was being mean to you. And they're like, maybe they just want to fuck you. I don't know. And it's like, no, I think they just. Yeah. I- I- I'm just watching this back now. He's like 25. and He's like, oh, man, she want to get fucking lay me down. <laughs> but also just p- take it put a pin in this like dynamic because I feel like it feeds into like some feelings I have later on we'll get there but now it's time to go to the journal because the journal lets us know what's going on each episode in the very top so all the council goes to the journal and it is time for the winds of change in Bonanza City yes uh, every four years in Bonanza City they have an election and uh, this year is a special election. It, only, it takes place after 14 days. Yeah, it was. I mean, we were kind of getting teased that their positions aren't safe. And like, that's just what's going to go down. So the book didn't really say much. It was like, yo, we're going to have an election. And so they go into <laughs> the cafeteria and a, guess what, boomers? It's food fight time. Yeah, oh, a, my cl- God. A classic food fight, as all Americans have been having since uh, George Washington crossed the Delaware. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of just like mandatory view. Like, old grandparents love seeing kids have a good old-fashioned food fight because they remember that one time after it was the canoe trip and they all had the food fight and they all threw the mashed potatoes. So it was, you know, it was very like CBS. It was very elderly. Oh, yeah. I and, wouldn't expect anything less. From- and, and, and this came in a, from a time era, an era of time where you, like, didn't have to consider the feelings of, like, custodial staff. Right. They, they would just clean it up for you if you guys had a massive food food fight also to be fair i guess at your 1950s public school also the kids at kid nation don't have like that much food either so i'm sure it's like it's like a few dried up potatoes (laughs) like yeah they, there's not like a shit ton of they're up. throwing like flour root beer and like a couple of hand potatoes okay but this is where we see some real shit go down where one of the blue girls like throws something at anjay and then i think anjay throws an actual cup and then 
Olivia's like, Anya, why did you do that? And he's like, I got thrown on. She's like, but you threw back. And I was like, this logic makes no sense. Yeah. She's like, oh, real mature. Real mature. I know. She rolls eyes. Real mature. Literally everyone is involved in this food fight. So. Yeah. I mean, when I when I saw this, I my notes are literally Anja with like 12 exclamation points. Like I felt so sad for him. And I also I call hate crime. I'm so sad watching this. Like it felt like there's no way to not have it feel a bit racially charged. Oh, yeah. Especially after this episode where she was really advocating for the white Christians and Anjay's like the low like Hindu guy yeah. and like also people are like what are you doing Anjay's like Hinduism yeah. and it was like oh okay he, he's the only brown kid there I believe I mean he's he's one of two Asian kids I think in the whole the, yeah the whole 40 40 kid well nation. and I guess I'll like we'll kind of come up later because and mainly during the poster scene with Mark Hell because Watching Andre get hate crimed or what felt like <laughs> hate crime made me realize like how little screen time the children of color get. Yes. In general, like it really clicked this episode. And and again, that's probably my white privilege showing that I didn't notice it until this episode, but it was like very clear. I'm like, oh, we really only see Anjay because he's the leader. And right now we're seeing him more than ever because he's getting like yeah. bullied. And it's really sad. And then we see some kids of color sometimes, but really when they come on for confessionals, it's very short if they are on. Yeah, I mean, in, in my memory of the first time I watched it and the five that we've watched now, the only kids of color we see is DK. DK probably gets the most screen time of them. And then there's the... the and it's the, not much. Then there's the chubby kid who wears like berets. That's Markel. We get his name. Jacket. We do get his name for the first time this episode. Markel and it's Markel. Rules. And Markel, been waiting for Markel to shine because his outfits are amazing. He's wearing a leather jacket in Bonanza City. He's got full wardrobe. Like he brought like plenty <laughs> of suitcases, plenty of outfit changes. I just like am fascinated with his whole look he looks great yes he almost looks like um alex bornstein's character and mrs mason <laughs> 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 i got pablo so good with it. i could tell that was gonna be a big laugh well, well for a second i was like where are you going with this <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i know alex bornstein plays asian characters sometimes oh god but... <laughs> Ooh, full circle full circle <laughs> so anyways um yeah i think the bullying felt very racially charged and then it also that racially charged bullying made me realize how little screen time people of color get in Kid Nation. So not too different from the regular nation. Yeah, not too, not too different from real CBS. As, especially at this point in time, which this... Oh, God, I can't wait to get to the challenge. Um, this oh, episode, yeah. actually, I thought... Because the religion episode was so good. And this one, I was like, okay, the revolution, we're going to have a vote. And then this episode just kept getting better and better and better and better and better. Yes, um, lots of... We'll, we'll get to it, but lots of George W. Bush mentions. Yeah, so there's the food fight and there's like the whole... Like we're changing council things. Um, Sophia has a great adult line about asking them, you know, cue the, cue the clip. How many of you are confident that you'll maintain your positions of authority? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Sophia comes off like she's like a White House correspondent. Oh, she's yeah. Like, Excuse me, Taylor. Um, Regarding the, uh, the, the, the <laughs> tariffs on the canned beans that we have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you makes you think you're so comfortable? You'll hold your authority. So they have like a little meeting of like, who's going to run? Olivia makes it clear she's running against Anjay, which was like, okay. Zach is like really, pra- he's prepared for the battle of his life. I mean, it should be. Here's the theory. The yellow team is basically the electoral college nightmare of like the American voting system because in theory everyone knows taylor should not be prez Mm -hmm. but 
logistically there's just more girls and boys and they'll all vote for her is literally how it kind of breaks down yeah it's much like you know the 47 percent of white women voting for trump or yeah 57 it's, it's the exact same thing yeah so also i don't know maybe this is just how the storyline was laid out this day but it was basically like oh we're gonna have an election day and everyone's like cool and everyone's like okay cool it's like now like we're gonna have like an election basically now yeah but but they don't uh, nobody officially uh, announces just yet but even though no one has it announced yet zach is outside with his fellow jew crew member eric yeah who we get his name for the first yeah. time so and, excited to meet a new member and, of the jew crew and zach is practicing his political speech mm-hmm. um which it's, is it's very obama like even though obama had only just been actually i thought it was well, very bernie ish in some ways just because he had these very good points of yeah. like look it's not about me it's about the town and yeah. the town is shit boys and girls of bonanza city come to me with a problem yeah. and i will listen to every word you say mm-hmm. zach's a good kid zach uh, really uh wants to start making changes and really is enthusiastic and i think he can be a great leader so let's get rid of this dictator. He, I mean, he like K- later on calls her a dictator. K- Cadence-wise, it was very Obama. He, he must have had Pete Buta, 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 Buta. Oh, Wow. And, and then Eric is just your classic husky Jewish teenager. <laughs> oh, my God. His, his his voice has just started to change. So it's like, I really think that's pretty good, Zach. Hey, you want to play basketball and listen to Wu-Tang? Yeah. That's my impression of a Jewish teenager. Yeah. So there's like... The green team has like a peaceful moment where they're like, you know what? Laurel's fine. We're not going to like nominate. It's just, it's fine. It's Laurel. Except Michael does make an, he does yes. say, yo, I would run in any other case, but yeah, you're fine. But because I would fucking, well, actually, I guess he wouldn't wipe the floor because the other people were like very on board of not having. Yeah, they like Laurel. I mean, Laurel's fine. I mean, she also has like led them to no wins, so I'm not sure if she's really that great. But I think the green team overall, they weren't winning if she was captain or not. I think they're just the green team are losers. I'm sorry if if your if your team loses four times in a row is either last place or third place. Get a new leader. What is the name of the football movie where Keanu Reeves is a football man? The Replacements. Okay, that's with Gene Hackman. That's what I was. Is they're bad in that, right? Yeah, that, that's based off the true story of the 1987 NFL strike where the players went on strike and then the owners brought in scab players. Mm. So Keanu Reeves and all the people that were rooting for in that movie are fucking picket line crossing scabs. Yeah. And we're supposed to root for them. It's, yeah. it's kind of a fucked up movie. Whoa. Um. So anyways, shit's going down. Olivia is like psychologically torturing Anjay. Like walking up behind him, being like, "I'm gonna win," blah blah blah. Like it's like very, I can't even put into words because it's so creepy. And she's basically like Chucky. Hi, Andre. Oh my god. Please leave me alone right now. I'm gonna kill you. Okay. Oh my god. It's very hard to watch. Oh yeah, Mike. <laughs> Mike is like, does anyone want to? <laughs> like yeah. he says, I don't even know what he says, but well, his mouth. Well, here, we'll, we'll play the clip. So, um, I think that the person who deserves to be up here is the person who is best at just taking charge and making a decision that's right for the town. Um, so, is there anybody? Is there anybody who wants to oppose me? 
his mouth just like malfunctions while he's trying to say, I don't want to pose your meat. But thankfully, someone, a hero, <laughs> a hero dressed in cardinal red raises his hand and, and then says, a hero comes There along. goes my Guylin. He's, He's half deaf tones, half south sublime. <laughs> Guylin fucking steps up to the plate and is like, you know what, Mike? I'm running against your little punk ass. Um, Guylin's a fucking chiller. I love Guylin. Yeah. I'm trying to smoke a blunt with like 10-year-old Guylin. Guylin also reveals that he's a homeschool kid. Yes. Um, in his confessional, which I thought was interesting, not to stereotype of like, oh, homeschool kids, aren't they socially awkward? But Guylin's like very cool. Like, yeah. I'm just saying. He's probably one of the coolest kids. Um, So he's like, yo, I'm running. Also like, fuck dictatorships, basically. <laughs> um, Yeah, he's really... He's really tight. Also, uh, Guy- Guylin is another one of the rare uh, people of color we do see, like, f- focused on on the show. Yes. But this, I think we're going to see a lot more Guylin, obviously, from yes. here on out. Um, Taylor tries to defend her seat, and it's horrible. She's just like, okay, I know I said I'd be good, and I have it, mm-hmm. but I'll try. And I really, really will, and I'm going to try. And it's like, everyone's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone goes up. Uh, officially in front of the town and is like g- they give their stump speech olivia's is okay mm-hmm. anjay's is pretty pathetic but mm-hmm. after taylor's awful speech zach fucking then zach i mean that was just like I-, I mean i hate to do too many like current references but it was just like watching like bloomberg to like bert like it was just like you didn't prepare and yeah. now, like, I've been saying, I've been saying this speech my whole life. Like, I know this, like, the back of my hand. And Zach really just, like, he's a, he is a great leader. He would be actually, like, a good, uh, you know, district manager or, like, <laughs> district manager. <laughs> or politician, or, po- or politician, whatever, either one. Um, so that's great. Oh, yeah. And then Olivia's speech was boring. It didn't really move the needle at all. No. I don't even remember if Anjay gave a speech. I think he was in shock by this whole, like, ordeal. <laughs> yeah. He just, um, he just, like, was in, in the corner shaking that was a speech it was sad uh yeah and then now it's gonna be oh actually before they go into that mike after the whole speech thing mike and guylin are like sitting outside of like the shack Mm -hmm. and they're having like the most chill argument it's like so like kind of like good fellas where they're just sitting there just being like we're saying that you want to be leader but in my eyes you always seem to follow so easily well i don't like following people but I like helping people. I'm not a very frail, easily damaged person. Well, you can't be. Or else you can't run. Because you can't be easily damaged if you're a council member. I'm not. If you can't handle it, like, don't run. It's like, I can handle it. Can you, can you handle it? I can, I can. And they're just giving each other, like, the most chill argument. I was, like, loving it. It was very adult and very, like... I'm not afraid of you. I was like, I'm not afraid of you either. It's like, well, we'll see you in the election, baby. Oh, and it's a good election. And it's pretty much showdown time. But before showdown time, we get this random moment that would never mean anything until later. This which, would usually be like an end of credits yeah, thing. They're like doing like another weird adult view of like them doing cocaine gummers. But I guess it's like powder to brush their teeth. And they're brushing their teeth with powder in their fingers. Is it powder? Or, or do they actually have toothpaste? Because we'll find out in a second. They don't have toothbrushes. But was, was it just toothpaste that they put on their fingers? Because I've done that before. When you, you know, when you I'm forget sure your toothbrush. I'm sure it's like some yield powder 
powder that's like cleans your asshole and your teeth. It's probably like Dr. Bronner's Dr. or something. Yeah, like Dr. Carter's. It's probably like a catch-all cleaning. So I was like, that's weird. Why are they doing this? But now it's time for the showdown. Wow. Yes, this is one of the wildest showdowns in a TV show that has insane showdowns every single week. So so this one is political themed, as you would expect. Yes, because obviously we're in the midst of election season in Bonanza. <laughs> yeah, this is right during the height of Carrie versus <laughs> Bush. Yeah. Or slightly before. Anyways, so this week on the showdown, the kids are brought out to the field where uh-huh. there are 300 uh-huh. uh, American flag-inspired piñatas. They're not American flags because... You're not going to be destroying the American flag on CBS. I mean, they're basically American flags, though. It's like the American flag, but like out of order. (laughs) Yeah. They're kind of like your classic pinata where it kind of is like a ball with like. It's like a star. It's like a starburst kind of looking thing. But also the the I mean, the metaphors, the imagery of out in this desert near the Mexico border, busting up American pinatas with inside is a baseball card of each president. <laughs> yeah. And you have to go bust down 300 pinatas. Oh, and some of them are empty, like to make the challenge even harder. Yeah, like- yeah Yes, there, there are 300 pinatas and only 40 cards. And one kid from each team can, has to go at a time to yes. crash, a, to, to smack the shit out of a pinata. And... That takes a that that takes a. I mean, they must have edited this down from like two hours. Why three hundred? Yeah, that's so many. I mean, even like two hundred would have been excessive. Even fifty would have been a shit ton. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's a little too easy. Or a hundred. I mean, it's a lot. When you see it, you're like, Jesus. And it's also like windstorm. So like trying to hit a pinata in the wind. Yeah. And it's just like Pretty it's usual. just super There's a cyclone. So they're all filled with president cards, which is hilarious. And then once they bust the cards, they have to put them in political or in you know chronological order of when the person was president. Yeah. Um. So it's not only a physical challenge, but uh, you got to have some brains oh, too. Oh, it's a mental challenge. And there's some kids who are like, oh, I know how to do this. I know all the presidents. Yeah. Mike is like, oh, I know you. I know your presidents in your order. And but, it's like, okay, sure. Uh, but, but I mean, I don't remember. So I don't know about you but like all of not my birthday parties because as you know i haven't had a birthday party since i was seven i know but every birthday party i've ever gone to as a child had pinatas Mm. and when you're a little kid busting a pinata is pretty hard yeah no it's always like takes like you eventually take the blindfold off and i guess they're not blindfolded in this either No, but, but i mean your dad will eventually just do it or like a big kid and it's like when you're an eight year old kid you don't sometimes you don't physically have the strength to break a pinata and guess how many kids on this show are eight years old yeah a like, lot of decent them. amount we do see mallory and alex struggle and <laughs> damn it was cute they couldn't even like reach the pinatas i really liked it but before it's like it's like they were holding dandelions and like trying to hit knock down a brick house or something it was oh so cute they loved it so hard to hit pumped um when i think of dandelions i think of, of mice and men and i just think of Lenny um but before that this was our first this was like a huge if you haven't been drinking when you hear George W. Bush then bust out the tequila honey because we're about to drink till the cows come home because Jonathan Karsh before we even start the challenge he's like so put them in order for example Taylor who's president now she's like George W. Bush Taylor who's president right now George Bush who was president before George Bush I had no clue 
I, I mean, to be fair, she she was born in like 1999. <laughs> She's <laughs> so. only been alive during basically the Bush administration. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they are doing that. There's so much George. I mean, every time they crack open a pinata in George H. W. Bush, they, I'm pretty sure Karsh each time is like George W. Bush. It's George W. Bush and the second Bush. George Bush for green. The second George Bush. George W. Bush and the second Bush. Yeah, I mean, by the end of the showdown, they have mentioned George W. Bush five times and one mention of Pappy, George H. W. Bush. Yeah, as that well. was that was a shock. I couldn't believe we got an H. W. in in the midst. Like these kids, these kids don't even probably know. Um, so they're knocking him down. They're talking about orders. There's a great interstitial moment of one of the yellow team girls talking about George W. Bush and about like not being <laughs> smart. I couldn't believe, I still can't tell if this scene was Frankenbited. And if you don't know in reality terms, Frankenbite is just where they'll pull, like literally they can edit you to make you sound like you've said anything. Like if you just say anything out of order and they, they show it with like a picture or something else happening that you don't see your face it could be a frangamite but i really hope it wasn't because she was like we along with the help of zach but just because he knows he's president doesn't mean he's the best leader i mean look at george w bush he's not smart at all but he won the u.s president two times in a row this girl is just going off the yellow team is full of weird 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 chicks um which i appreciate so they're just like knocking cards. It's getting heated. I mean, honestly, this is a very, a very close race. Um, well, two, two of the teams, the, the yellows and the green, finish at the same time. Yes. And then they they do the, 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 the requisite fucking running to, to do a thing and then running back. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that green got their fucking presidents wrong. In the wrong order. Idiots. Also, I'm pretty sure that was Sophia's fault because I heard her say, switch Roosevelt and Taft before they like... Really? Ooh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. But, you know, she's done a lot for the Sophia, team. Uh, hey, it's so, not so, Sophia, you didn't know that Taft was President Roosevelt's political protege? Really? Okay. Really? Okay, calm down. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to fully blame her, but also they should be fact-checking. The whole team should be helping out. And then Eric chimed in like, no, it is switch. Eric, that would have helped about fucking 10 seconds ago. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference between the upper class and being a merchant class. Yeah. It's really a metaphor for America. You have to know your presence. So the green could have been first. Like, they were so close to being first place. It was like such a mad dash, just won by the hair, but then they got the order of the presidents wrong. So yellow is the first place team. They are now the royals of, of the land. They now have an excuse again to not do anything. Yeah, and then green is second, which is like the first time they're not like yeah. the peasants of the land. Then we have red and then blue. Um, So it was a pretty, you know, I mean, I was wowed by this political pinata party. It was, it was definitely one of my but favorites. But then it gets even fucking more mental because now it's prize time. And as you know, we see both prizes. And prize one... They <laughs> prize one is just like a shit ton of grills, not like not like Rob Lucas don't tell make me a grill, but like actual barbecue grills with a bunch of hot dogs and hamburgers already on them <laughs> cooked, and they're just like we're gonna have one of your prizes of political barbecue bash. No, no, he kept saying we're gonna have a political party, oh, political party full of meats, ribs, chicken, hamburgers, hot dogs. It's a political party, Bonanza City style. Frank's beef, hamburgers, <laughs> pork chops, lamb chops, quail, foie, oh foie gras. Oh my god! It's like every meat that exists. Beyond meat, <laughs> impossible burger. Uh, no, so I was like, 
because that prize was so good. I was like, I was thinking, what could the other pri-? like? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I was like, what could the other prize possibly be where they don't pick this meat? fast <laughs> when, when i saw that the prize was that good i was like oh man the next prize is gonna be really shitty <laughs> yeah and then it was it was the next prize was toothpaste and toothbrushes and floss because they were not given any of that yeah this is day 14 and these kids have not brushed their teeth once which is pretty wild when you think about it i when we when we were watching this it took like i was slowly snapping together i was like wait do these kids get to shower? Which I also realize is probably a no. Because we don't see showers. We don't hear about bath time. We don't yeah. hear any of that stuff. Yeah. And, and a lot of these kids are like, I mean, I don't think I started like showering until I was probably like 10 or 11, you know? Right. A lot of these kids are still like being bathed by their parents, basically. <laughs> like, like seriously, like Alex is not like drawing himself a bath. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe actually, maybe he is. He is he, actually, he is. He, he has a little robe, like a Yoda-sized robe. Oh, like, he's reading like the encyclopedia in the bathtub. I mean, Mallory's still washed in the sink for sure. <laughs> She's real tiny. So that's why when they showed that little interstitial moment of them like putting gummy toothpaste on their teeth earlier, I was like, this is a weird, fun moment to show. But whatever, they're showing a gag, and I was like, oh, they don't. They haven't brushed their teeth. They have just had fucking like their own carnage chicken strings in their teeth and potatoes and like yeah and all their hot cocoa like i just can't believe i don't understand why that was not part of them being there is having toothbrushes like they have clothes it's wild they have a roof like they have shoes like what do they i don't understand how pioneers are supposed to be (laughs) i mean they you know they have a microwave now they have a microwave with for the fucking cocoa i don't know i'm just like i got mad i was like i can't believe they've if I was a parent and I found out my kid hadn't brushed their teeth for two weeks as part of the show, I'd be like, you guys did not tell me that that was going to be a part of it. Yeah. Because I don't think they did. I had, don't have a feeling they did. It was probably did. on page 72 of the contract. I bet you they got out there and after like a week, one of the kids probably came up to a producer and was like, excuse me, can I get a toothbrush? And they were like, fuck, we didn't even think about getting these kids <laughs> toothbrushes. Like, I bet you none of them packed it and they just like had no toothbrushes. So once it's time... For the council meeting, they're like, we're going to go with the dental health, is literally what yeah, they the, said. The, the, the city council, the town council, which is in a very precarious position because they're about to get voted out of office. Right. They all decide to skip a party for toothbrushes because kids love brushing teeth. I mean, they haven't brushed their teeth for this long now. Like, who cares? Just yeah. like write it out. And they obviously have this powder that seems to be working. Um. I mean, also, it's like, it's very, you know, in Kid Nation Nation, and again, in regular nation, no one has dental health care. So <laughs> <laughs> this is just the life we all are used to living. Um, so they went with the dental health. Jared, we get one little Jared quote from the episode where he's like, I still want that barbecue. I still want the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss Jared. Jared has not been in in many of the last few episodes. I, I no, yeah, he's he'll. I think he'll be back. But then Guylin, we have a nice moment where Guylin's like, "If I was on the council, I would have secured the meat." <laughs> secure the bag. Secure the bag and secure the meat. Um. So now we're back into campaigning because the the official election is coming up super soon, and I love this moment because Zach is out here knocking on doors grassroots movement canvassing power of the people because the power of the people don't stop mm-hmm. he needs to flip one girl to win yellows yes because there's i believe nine people on yellow because someone left 
So he's got four on him and the four him and the three other boys. But Taylor's got the lock on the women vote. Yeah. So he's like, I just need one. So he does talk to this one girl who we've never met. And he was like, hey, before you go in here, like, just so you know, like the town sucks. Taylor's a horrible leader. And it's not about me. It's just about really being a better team. And I just hope you vote for me. And she's like, "Okay, I hear you. But like, you know, didn't confirm Nord and I. But I was like, all right, if it's going to be anybody, it seems like it's going to be this. He he probably knew who's a little bit outside her circle because, you know, those two little rugrats have been snuggling up to Taylor every 1 p.m. sleepover. Um, And then Mike is just slamming root beers, whining about whining to the green team about the red team and he's just like can't deal with society right now yeah he's like i can't even talk to my red team because they'll yell at me and it's like dude uh that might be a sign that you're gonna fucking get your ass whooped in the election yeah and then the yellow team these mean girls are doing what mean girls do making up slogans and making posters because that's what we do honey we're like vote for taylor because she's the traitor of all the taylors and all the nation like they were just like <laughs> doing like these sing song basically rap battles making up things um and then they're hanging up all the posters and markel mr fashion comes in with his pogo stick and <laughs> is just ripping down every poster he's pogo sticking on the posters which is a really cool visual so disrespectful i'm fine it's no i'm saying that's cool it's so disrespectful yeah he's like i don't give a shit and then the big the really super blonde um like blonde faithful taylor person and she's going nuts right She's like, she's freaking the fuck out. You know, I'm 30 now. I completely forgot what it's like to be like a nine-year-old in an, a nine-year-old argument. Right. And have some, have like a nine-year-old girl like yell at you like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, she's it, like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? And he's like, because Taylor's got to go. Taylor's got to go. <laughs> and I'm like, that. I know. He's like, kept saying Taylor's going. I'm like, Taylor's like literally not really going anywhere. But I guess he means of office. And he's not even on the yellow team. He's on the red team. True. He, yeah. He needs to stay out of it. It's like, no, he, he, I don't think he needs to stay out of it because <laughs> the council affects the vibe of everybody. True. It, it's kind of like when you hear about uh, when, when, a, when a state has like an open primary and you can vote in an, a primary election no matter what party you are. Yeah. So sometimes people of the other party will be like, well, I'm going to go and vote for this idiot. Uh, right. I'm a Democrat and I'm going to vote for Donald Trump in the primary because we have the best chance if he goes up against Hillary. It's, it's kind of like that line of thinking. Yeah. So they're like fucking dueling. Markel is just going off with this pogo stick. And honestly, I'm fine with Markel doing it. Like the yellow girls are really being annoying. And maybe it's not the kindest thing to do in the world, but hey, politics aren't kind either. You're allowed, again, not to be on too topical, I love all of Bloomberg's postings of like, people are spraying painting oligarch on my building. And it's like, so? Like, all right. Like, people, politics aren't, supposed to be i mean yeah. they should be all fair and get you know all as, fair as, the, as the great democratic uh political operative james carville once said you see honey politics is a contact sport okay you know what just thinking of this political episode i bet you like a billion dollars they asked these kids in their interviews like what political party you are like are you democrat are you republican what are your parents like you know they talked about it but i bet for some reason cbs is like eh, let's not like political like let's not full-blown politically associate these kids on the kid nation website that we found on the internet archive they basically answer that question they're like who's your personal hero Charles W. Bush. <laughs> oh my, I know they do. Um. So, anyways, Greg also comes in and helps calm down the the girl. Yeah. Who's like, who's been crying? She's not been feeling great. So, like, all of them are like, Greg's been like a big brother. He's been really stepping up. And honestly, Greg's been pretty chill the last few episodes. And he's just kind of just been 
keeping his head down, doing the work, and um, just showing up and doing all the tasks. So that was great. Um, and now we get to the town hall meeting, and we go kind of straight into the gold star. The gold star. Um, and Greg gets it. No spoiler alert. Yeah. He goes straight into it. It's well deserved. And 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 Greg gives this amazing speech where he's like, "I just want you to know, because of this, because of this gold star, I'm going to college." All right. I wasn't going to college until I got this $20,000. And all the kids are like, we don't know what this means, but whatever. Good for you. Because I don't think these kids yeah. ever thought about, I mean, they're, I bet a lot of them are, fi- are doing fine. I know they talk about everyone's from all walks of life, from poor to this. But Greg's like, you guys, seriously, like I would have been <laughs> fucked without this. He's the only one who's like a freshman in high school. So he's actually he has college somewhat on his mind. Although like, I think Greg probably like used that money to go to like HVAC repairman school yeah i mean that's a hvac you make a lot of money in hvac just a heads up if anyone's feeling oh yeah no i mean that as to say that he's smart because when he graduated it was probably in the height of the recession so hopefully he did graduate from hvac school and not uh with a liberal arts degree like we did yay or or he could become a podcaster maybe he is (laughs) i don't know he he probably is somewhere did he change his name to joe rogan (sighs) greg rogan he kind of could be a rogan Maybe he's Greg Rogan. Oh, shit. Joe Rogan. Greg Rogan, Joe Rogan. Anywho, now it's time to vote. We get into the voting, and green is staying because Laurel's safe. And then we get the blue team, and... The upset of the night. The blue team? Yes. Do you think it was an upset? Anjay defeated Olivia. Is that a... I thought it was good. Yeah, no, it's good, but it was an upset because all the episode we're led to believe that everyone hates Anjay and that he's going to be wiped out. Oh, I was rooting for him. I'm like, I just feel for him. And I think, I don't think Olivia's like, he's like a follower. I'd be a great leader. I'm like, I don't really believe you're, you're just a bully. So I don't think you're a great leader. You're just louder than him. And like, I was happy that Anjay kept his seat. Um, yeah, no, I was happy too. But Anjay gives a, a, a very nice speech to Olivia and is like, I will do better to listen to you guys. And she's like, I don't believe you. And then next up is the red vote. And this vote is definitely the sad. This is the saddest vote. That oh, it, it, to me, it was the happiest vote. <laughs> I thought it was a bit, it's a touch sad because so red teams up. And this is how, literally, this is how it goes. We get one vote for Guylin, one vote for Mike, and then... Seven more votes for Guylin, meaning Mike voted for himself and there was only one vote for Mike. Yeah, it was pretty sad. It was sad. And Mike, ugh, Mike and his like, he goes, like, he gets voted out and he's just like, he's kind of crying. He goes, that sucks. <laughs> that sucked me. Yeah, he, he And had- I was like, okay, you get it. You're E.G. Daily. You're the voice of Tommy Pickles. You're a female voiceover artist. He has he has 90s kid movie, like, brother energy. I know. he Casting probably loved him. They were probably like, oh, look at his cute little that voice. That freaking sucked. <laughs> it sucked, man. That sucked. Um, so, anywho, now it's time for the yellow team, which I think is just the most talked about election that we're going to have. And, whew, this is like... It is, this is basically the vote goes, Taylor, Zach, Taylor, Zach, Taylor, Zach. All right, here's the tiebreaker. One more vote to go. Who will it be? Zach is your new king. Bow down before him. Yeah, Zach wins. Yeah, that was the really cool. Reign of terror of ta- terror. Well, Taylor is over. The reign of Taylor is over, and then we do get the little 
confessional interview from the girl he talked to, Randy, who was like, yeah, I just think it was time for a change. And mm-hmm. I was like, get a girl. Like, you know, because also like no one will ever really know who voted for him. Like, no, I mean, maybe the girls will talk about it after. But also, honestly, Taylor's just going to now get have more time to hang out with her girlfriends. I don't think she really cares. Yeah, Taylor doesn't give a shit. And if I am I remembering remembering this correctly, does she kind of like fall off as a character now she, that she's not? She might a little bit, but I, I guess, I mean, we'll see. Um, so the reign of Taylor is over. <laughs> Zach goes up to the front of the room and pumps his fist to the air and yells, Viva la revolution! Yeah, he announces that we're going to guillotine Taylor. Yeah. We're going to uh, execute Karsh as well. Oh my God, as be- as proxy, because he's watched everything. We're going to exile Mike to the porta potties. Ugh, oh, yeah. But but yeah, we, we, we saw, we just witnessed a peaceful transfer of power in Bonanza City. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so we have two incumbents, Laurel's put Andre and now new leaders, Guylin and Zach. Um, yeah, and so not a bad crew. No, I mean, it's, it's much more interesting than the, the last crew. I mean, I, you know, Taylor is kind of getting on my nerves. She's kind of the classic. I mean, I still don't think reality like, villain. I still don't think Zach's going to get yellow to do anything, though. You think? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe they'll be. Z- Zach, I, I would follow Zach into battle. I know. Maybe he'll rally the troops and get them stoked. Um, but also, we get to see Greg's phone call to home over like the credits, and it was, the gold star Greg moment was really like washed aside in this episode. Like, I know he does the college announcement, but other than that, it's kind of like, okay, you got a college. That's it. Yeah. Also, the mom didn't mention college at all. So yeah, and they're like, oh baby, oh yeah. It was like a very quick uh, credit roll, but. That was it. Viva la Revolution, episode five. Uh, I mean, it's getting better and better. I'm so excited because the next episode is called Bonanza's Disgusting, which I just can't. Yeah, because every episode so far, Bonanza City has shown how disgusting this town is. So for for a whole episode to To be be devoted to the filth running throughout Bonanza's dusty streets. I love, I love, I love. Okay, who... Are you giving the gold star to in this app? Oh, who am I giving the well? I gotta. I mean, I gotta give it to my boy Guylin. I mean, an electoral de- destruction. Yeah, like. yeah. I'm. That's fair. Guylin's a real showstopper for me. I think I'm gonna gold star Markel. Um, yeah, Markel. I mean, great. leather jacket, dust storm. Mar- Markel's an anarchist. Newsboy hat, pogo stick, and just like. I just like that he's like, fuck Taylor. Like, no one said it, and I'm here to say it. And also, again, I like I'm saying, like, truly, Kid Nation is whitewashed in many ways, and Anjay being a villain in this episode felt very weird. Also, Karsh, his name is fucking Anjay, all right? I know. They are, like, mispronouncing his There's just, like, a lot of, like, not even... There's undertones of racism and then just overtones of racism in this episode. And... um. Even just like watching like the little blonde girl scream at Markel for ripping down a poster, there was a lot of like <laughs> v- tension and like I don't know. There's like a lot of dynamics there that I think are yeah uh, loaded. Obviously, so I really want to give up for Markel. I think he's really cool, and I hope he gets more screen time because we've. I feel like they always show Markel like whenever they're like all talking in a council meeting, they'll always show Markel. Like it'll always be like a quick establishing shot of Markel like listening in his cute hat. And I'm always like, give this man the floor. He's really turning out looks every day and he does not need to. Mm-hmm. These kids aren't even brushing their fucking teeth. 
Oh, well, now they are. Well, now they are. Them. I mean, now they're, yeah. yeah. I mean, they could have brushed it with the meat. They're going to fucking town. They're, they, they should use those toothbrushes to clean those dishes. Yeah. Well, we'll see what Yellow does with it. On the next Kid Nation, Nation. Bye. Bye.